Welcome to Logical, the UAE's first legal podcast. My name's Tim Elliott. Logical comes to you from the Dubai-based legal firm HPL Yamalaba and Plethka. And as always, here is the managing partner, Ludmilla Yamalaba. Good to see you. Good to be here, Tim. So you're thinking about moving to the UAE, and if you are, this is probably the podcast for you. Now, Ludmilla, you and me, we've been here a number of years. I'm trying to remember what was on my mind when I first decided to come and live here. I had a job to come to, remember that. I'm wrecking my brain trying to think here, actually. Uh, but I stayed with a friend when I first arrived, and I can remember thinking, not too anxiously, about getting a place to live, buying furniture, setting up a new home, rather than worrying about settling, because it was kind of all new, it was a new adventure, but that was a different time, and it was pre-marriage, pre-kids, pre-all that grown-up responsibility that I think I've got now, but I haven't quite come to terms with. Um, what was it like for you? I think probably similar, and um, unlike you, who came here for a job, perhaps you had a little more, you had a little more definition to your purpose being here at the time. Uh, I was, uh, for me, it was supposed to be a temporary outpost, so to speak, mm. and or temporary posting. Uh, and um, I came here just more for an adventure, and I just thought, um, I'll stay here. This was 2008. The UE was booming. This is pre-financial crisis. Uh, so it was very exciting. There was a lot of buzzing in the air and kind of in the region, and I just wanted to, to travel, and this was a very convenient base to be in to be able to travel so i was um, and i still had a job in the u.s uh, so i did not really need to have a job uh, or to have to find one or adapt to working uh, for one here uh, nor did i need to uh, worry about getting visas to be able to travel because i have a u.s passport uh, so um, so my life was even my approach to the ue was even simpler i just wanted a place to live a comfortable place to live. And um, I wasn't really thinking beyond that, let alone about residence visa and, and having to be here for uh, more months than what my stamp in the passport allowed me upon entrance uh, into the UE the first time. Uh, so that's that was basically my approach. And uh, famous last words that apply to so many of us here when we come, thinking we'll stay here for a few months or maybe a year or so and then head back home. Fast forward with 14 years from me now, I'm still here. So obviously since then I've learned a lot more about what is required to uh, make the UAE your home in the way that not only are you compliant with loss, but also um, that you can comfortably and safely live and enjoy this country. Well, let's get into this then. From a, from a legal perspective, the details, uh, starting with, I suppose, well, we might as well start with immigration matters, uh, really visas, how to apply, what they cost. It's as good a place as any to start, isn't it? Indeed. And so that's, um, there's, perhaps there's two categories of people uh, who, um, uh, who would um, uh, who's who's uh, I guess settling in the UAE would be a little a little different based on which uh, country they come from. Uh, there are those of us who can come into the UAE uh, on without having to obtain a visa prior to arriving, though even that is changing a lot because the immigration laws are changing in the UAE and it's becoming a lot more open and flexible in terms of um, opening up to other countries who do not require pre-approval or or a visa that would have had to be applied for before arrival. So so there's those categories of people who can come here just with their passports and then get a stamp 
on the border and then live here for depending on which country either in the past it was 90 days by the way so it's three months and then it went down to 30 days now again there are different um, uh, different rules that apply for different nationalities but basically there's that category of people and there are those who actually need to have an actual physical visa stamped before they're arriving to the ue before they're able to actually enter this country uh, so um for those um, who come here on just uh, a, a visa on arrival, so to speak, uh, it's um, you know, this immigration issue is a lot simpler to deal with because they come here sort of as tourists and then they can take their time to look for another job and then ultimately either, depending on what they come here for, either keep uh, stay here and then leave, uh, as they call them, border runs. On these mm -hmm. border runs every uh, 30 days, 90 days, depending, uh, would leave, uh, check, uh, leave the country for a day and come back. Uh, so that, that, for example, option applies or for those who have this uh, visa on arrival option. But those who actually require a stamp in their passport, uh, this visa on arrival will not work. And therefore, they really need to make sure that they have a proper uh, visa or residence visa uh, and in place or some kind of plan for one uh, soon after they arrive. So um, so this you can come here, I guess, in, on one of those tourist visas, visiting visas, or you could also come here, uh, as you said, for a job already and the job would have uh, at least potentially theoretically could have applied for you for an entry permit before you arrived. But one way or the other is um, once you've passed your first holiday stay here uh, and um, you ultimately to live in the UAE long term, you need what's called the UAE residence visa. Yes. Uh, so the UAE residence visa ultimately is, um, again, it's I, I, I hesitate to uh, summarize it in, in simple terms because uh, just recently, those laws have changed as well. And in the past, you would have gotten either a two-year visa or three-year visa. Uh, now, there are 10-year visas as well and five-year visas. So, um, but, but basically, one way or the other, it's always a residence visa. And the residence visa basically gives you all the rights and benefits of a UAE resident, which means um, you can have a bank account, um, you can rent property, you can have a car, rent a car, buy a car. And, um, and overall stay in the country without any uh, limitations in terms of the number of, of um, days being in the country or even to an extent uh, how long you can be outside of the country before you lose your, your residence visa. So that's what's called a residence visa. Now, what um, gives you the ability to apply for one? Now, there are different options. One, the most uh, natural one is employment. So if you have a job here, your company will apply for you for uh, employment and that will be in the, on the back of that, you will receive a residence visa. By the way, this is an interesting um, summary, I guess, of or interesting perspective of re residence visa in the UAE. We don't have employment visas versus non-employment visas because I know that is the case in a lot of other countries. So you would get an employment visa versus a non-employment visa. No, we don't have that here. We just have a UAE residence visa. That's it. And yeah. with this residence visa, basically, in, in, at a high level, everybody can work. And um, so if, employment, if, you, if you have employment here, a company would apply for your residence visa, and, uh, and then you will have what's called a residence visa under the sponsorship of your company. So that's one option. 
the other option would be if you, let's say, set up your own company. So you are the shareholder of the company. So in that case, you can have what's called an investor visa, for example, or a business owner visa. And um, uh, so that's, an, that's again, where you have residence visa for intense purposes. looks like just like the other one, just like the employment visa. But in this case, the sponsor, for example, would be your own company. Then there is the... Um, uh, what's called a dependence visa. So, Anissa, again, residence visa, it looks like a resident visa, like regular resident visa, but it is issued by uh, your, what's called a sponsor, or so the person under whose visa you're applying, let's say your spouse or your parents. Uh, so, if, um, so, Let's say if I um, I have my own residence visa, I under this residence visa I can apply for my my parents, for my children, for my spouse uh, to also be residents. Uh, so again, this is a resident visa, but it is uh, one that's done uh, or applied through your uh, your relationship to uh, to a family. Uh, then there is the um, uh, investor real estate investor visa that is uh, fairly recent, I mean, I'm talking about three or four years ago, in terms of at least the, the format in which it exists today. So if you own real estate, uh, in particular, uh, in the past, it applied specifically in Dubai, now it's sort of uh, UAE-based, but if you own, they're different uh, depending on where you are, but more or less, if you have a property that's worth about a million dirhams, which is about $300,000, let's say, uh, you can qualify to have a residence visa on the basis of your real estate investment. Uh, so Dubai recently lowered that to 700,000 dirhams, which is about $200,000, but in any event. So that's another type of residence visa. Once again, it looks the same. It's just a residence visa, but the sponsor there, basically there you're self-sponsored, and so it's just, as an, and you're listed as an investor. Uh, now, the most recent uh, visas that were introduced, these are the 10-year ten, visas or 5-year visas for that matter, uh, and that's for different categories of professionals uh, that are in particular of uh, value to the UAE. So, for example, if you are a certain profession, let's say a doctor uh, or some, or you own a business uh, here, so instead of being sponsored through that particular business, you actually are self-sponsoring yourself, and it even says the visa says self-sponsorship, and it's for ten years. Uh, so this is the most recent visa, and it's just become available in the last basically two years. Um, so that's an interesting one, and um, these kinds of and they're called golden visas, and so these visas in particular, and also the real estate investment visas. They have a few added benefits, such as, for example, if you have an investor visa or real estate investor visa, you can be outside of the country for more than six months and still have the visa uh, be valid. Whereas if it's just an employment visa and or you have you have visa based on your employment and you leave the country uh, for more than six months, that visa will automatically get canceled. Now, with re real estate investment visas and with golden golden visas, um, that requirement does not uh, apply. Uh, so you can be outside the country as long as you want. Furthermore, with the golden visa, there are a few other benefits where even if, um, let's say, your spouse is the one who qualified for the golden visa, the entire family would also qualify. And even if, God forbid, something were happened to that spouse and he would pass away, the family still uh, has the visa. Um, there's also student visas, again, or it's, again, resident visa, but a student uh, a student visa. Um, there is now even, again, this is part of the newest laws, uh, visas for divorcee, divorcees and uh, uh, or for widows and widowers. 
as well. So let's say if the main sponsor has passed away, um, then still there's ability to apply for residence visa on the basis of, um, for example, a, a previously being sponsored by now late or deceased husband, for example. Mm. So there's so many different types of residence visas, but they're all residence visas. And they're all basically supported by, for now, still, at least in, in Dubai, you have the physical stamping of passport that has the, the UAE visa and also Emirates ID, which is sort of our like version of social security, but a lot more advanced. Uh, and um, then that with basic with Emirates ID, it opens up all uh, abilities and access to all the other government services and otherwise being able to enjoy the UAE and all it with all its benefits as a full-fledged sort of member of society. So that's what's called the residence visa. So that's if you are planning to move to the UAE, uh, ultimately you will have to, that's that's what you would um, have to have at some point in, a, in another. Um, there may be some temporary visas where you can apply for, and this is another another new visa, recently announced visa, I think it will come in in September 2022, is uh, for those who are looking for jobs. So it's like a job prospect visa. So in fact, you will have some kind of a visa, sort of a temporary residence visa, while you're looking for a job. But what, what, however the case may be, ultimately, if you want to live in the UAE, be a resident in the UAE, you would need to have this residence visa. And the basis on which you can apply, I've just, um, I've just outlined. Correct me if I'm wrong, to have a residence visa, health insurance is a prerequisite, isn't it? Uh, yes. Uh, so in particular in, in Dubai. So it's not yes. in all the Emirates, um, but uh, this is another example how the UE continues to not just evolve in that sense, but continue to fine tune its uh, overall legal framework to uh, not only encourage people to come and live here, but also have some kind of basic protections embedded uh, in their um, uh, their lives here, such as health insurance, uh, because uh, you can be here, you can be a resident here, but if you don't have health coverage, uh, then not only you as an individual will suffer, but also society as well. So the UAE and Dubai in particular has introduced this this mechanism where now when you apply for residence visa, you need to sh- show proof of uh, health insurance. Uh, so in other words, health insurance is linked to your residence visa, in particular in the UAE. Um, other Emirates, depending on where, where you are, also starting to ju- introduce this more. But yeah, that's at least as far as Dubai is concerned, this is, uh, there is, this is a requirement as well. What do you need to know if you're... Uh, married, or if you're thinking uh, about getting married, the, the do's, the don'ts, the, the legal aspects of you know that union. Yes, yeah, so um, you can either come here already married, and there's uh, I'll walk um, through what that means if you want to come here as a married couple or family, uh, or you can get married here. So if you want to come here already married, uh, then you're coming uh, either as a couple or as a family, then you would need to have your marriage certificate Mm -hmm. at hand. And you will also need to make sure that this marriage certificate is what's called legalized or in some countries called apostille. And that's basically... It has to go through the Ministry of uh, UAE or in, uh, UAE in your home country, stamping, and then ultimately the Ministry of Foreign Affairs here in, in Dubai or in the UAE. So it's, it's a fairly involved process in, in order to uh, legalize, for example, foreign documents such as marriage certificate. And you will need that for the purposes of using it in the UAE, let's say, uh, to, um, uh, to apply for residence visa. So uh, let's use uh, an example... A husband gets a job in the UAE, and so on the back of that, he has his residence visa. 
and um, and then he wants to sponsor his wife because he wants his wife to work here and his let's say two children so for that he will need to become their sponsor so to speak and that's for residence purposes so he would have to apply for a visa for his wife and for his children now as one of the requirements for him to apply for these dependent visa he needs to show that in fact they are his this is his wife and these are his children so how do you show that uh, in, to show wife obviously that's your wife you'd have to have marriage certificate and that this is the certificate that needs to be legalized same thing with children how do you show that these are your children so birth certificates so in this case the birth certificates will have to go through the same sort of attestation and legalization process as the marriage certificate uh, so and that that you would need to have these documents legalized if you want to bring your family here and you want your family to be under your sponsorship in particular for other purposes, it's not necessary for you to um, to, you know, to wave around the UE and say, I'm married, you know, here's my proof that I'm li living lawfully. It's not for that purpose. It's really more for residence purposes. Uh, so um, that's that's if you come already married. If you um, uh, if you decide to marry here, there are many options. And as you rightfully said, there are separate podcasts on this I've already done. Uh, but uh, you can, depends on what, what religion you are or nationality, you can, uh, certain consulates and embassies actually offer to marry their citizens here in the UAE. Uh, and the U.S., for example, does not, but Romania does, as an example, so it depends on nationality. Also, religion-wise, if you want, um, if you're Muslim, then you'd have to have a Muslim marriage here, and the Muslim marriage you'd have to do through the local courts, uh, and um, if you want to have, um, if you have different faith, you can also have, there's many church, churches here uh, and um, temples and even synagogue. So you can get married, have a religious marriage by uh, virtue of uh, either having your marriage at, uh, attested um, or registered by the synagogue or the temple or the church. And then uh, and then those authorities or, or those uh, uh, houses of worship, as they, they're called, they usually have a relationship with the government authority that will then uh, verify and re, uh, reconfirm that marriage from the sort of formal government perspective. Um, so, and then just recently, we also have a new court in Abu Dhabi that now allows for civil marriages as well. So this is very new. Those civil marriages have never existed in the UAE in terms of being able to have them be um, originated here. As for this new law, it's now possible. So as you see, loads of options. Uh, another option, which was uh, a lot more common, I'd say, um, or probably will be less common now because there's so many more options in, inside the country, but to fly to neighboring country, Sri Lanka, Seychelles, these are the popular mm. destinations and mm. get married there and then have your marriage certificate attested here. We have a number of podcasts about marriages, different forms of marriage in the UAE, as we do on divorce, uh, has to be said as well. So it's worth having a look at the website if you want any more details. But that's kind of the short version, uh, I guess, Ludmilla. Assuming all goes to plan, you move to the UAE from wherever you're from, you set up home, it's likely you'll want at some stage to grow any money uh, you're making, maybe make some investments. In terms of laws, regulations, practices, what, what do you need to be aware of? Well, I mean, first of all, once you have your residence visa, and the thing is, that in a way, sometimes uh, interconnected, you also need to find a place to live first, right? <laughs> or, or, I guess, second to your residence visa or in parallel. And you can either rent or you can buy. Mm -hmm. And importantly, you do not need to be a UU resident or have a resident visa in order to be able to buy. 
You do not need to qualify in order to qualify to buy. You don't need to have the residence visa I just discussed. Yeah. So the UAE is open for foreigners. Uh, it's there are certain areas that are off limits to foreigners to buy real estate, but for the most part, almost every emirate has um, uh, has um, uh, real estate that can be bought by foreigners outright uh, as freehold. Uh, so um, and otherwise, you can um, rent, and if you rent. Um, there are lots of different areas <laughs> to rent, so you would want to spend some time researching, figuring out where does he want to be uh, before you either decide. There's a lot of short-term rentals that are available these days. Airbnb also is uh, thriving in the UAE and or Airbnb or other similar outfits. So if you're not sure, uh, uh, then that would be a, a, a safe uh, approach is just to live uh, somewhere short term or maybe even different places short term to try out different areas before you commit yourself to a lease uh, because once you have found a place to you want to rent the minimum lease uh, should be one year uh, because that's the one that you can register with the government authority which is called a jari in dubai and that's um, sort of an official confirmation that is the lease is registered with the government and that's sort of necessary for you as well in terms of a number of other things that you would apply for, you know, including like tax residence certificates or even bank accounts and such. Mm. Uh, so, and that for that you would need to have a commitment of one year. Uh, so that's important to um, highlight. Uh, so, uh, and and if you want to buy, then you just need to make sure that you, uh, you you've done your due diligence and you understand that you're buying an area where you actually can own uh, versus that is off limits, uh, and. Um, and then, you know, in terms of figuring out where you want to live, depending on what age you are, where in life you are, if you want to be close to the kind of uh, uh, the more upbeat and young part of town with all of clubs and restaurants, obviously that's that's where you'll choose. If you want, if you have a family, you have kids, you need to be looking at being close to schools and close to hospitals and uh, convenience to access and egress. Uh, so that's in just in terms of kind of real estate and. Uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of nuances that can also that do often arise with real estate, and that is covered in a series of other podcasts. But this is an interesting topic. So wherever if if you're listening to this podcast and this subject is of interest to you, I do highly recommend that you listen to those podcasts as well because real estate in particular is quite a nuanced, uh, interesting, very vibrant, dynamic, uh, and. Um, uh, you know, sometimes this can be sort of frustrating uh, part of your experience here. Uh, so now in terms of um, uh, laws, there are many. And that is one thing that I'd say is important to, uh, to obviously study, but let's be realistic. Uh, when you're coming here, unless you're a lawyer, you're not going to be studying laws. And, mm -hmm. and, and to ask someone who's moving to a new country to go study laws is, uh, is a non-starter. But because the UAE, it's important to keep in mind as, as liberal and progressive as UAE is, is still the, um, uh, the uh, geopolitics of the country is very important. The region where it's located is still a conservative Muslim country uh, that has very strong values, religious values, cultural values, and that it aims to continue to preserve and protect. So you just need to be sensible. And just because um, you see all this... Uh, they was it the 
the Housewives of Dubai kind of <laughs> entertainment. <Yeah. laughs> that's that's not to say that uh, you can come and do and be in the UAE uh, the same things that you would normally do in your home country. Let's say in La- uh, Los Angeles, you wouldn't, for example, go and dance in public. That's just not really appropriate. Um, you wouldn't wear a, a thong, for example, in the mall. And um, you would not go to the notary or the courts wearing shorts or a skirt. And um, you, you won't be driving in the car and um, feeling the road rage and flipping a finger. That mm-hmm. is because that will land you in jail. Um, you won't be uh, walking around and screaming and yelling and uh, using profanity because that too will land you in jail. And uh, so on and so forth. So there are a few social norms that is very important to keep in mind when you move to a foreign country, any foreign country, but certainly here. And uh, UAE is very, very welcoming, very warm country in more than one way, not just literally, but metaphorically as well. Uh, But there are some limitations, as is expected. So if you want to come here and and enjoy and make the most of of this place, there's a lot of it to enjoy. But you need to know that there are some uh, limits and, and restrictions in terms of what you can and cannot do and who you can and cannot be here. That's an important point to make, actually, I think, because, you know, there is this image of Dubai, and you alluded to it there, this Housewives of uh, Dubai type stuff, the, the, some of the TV shows that you see, and there is lots of glitz, there is lots of glam, as there is in lots of other countries, but you need to be aware that when you move to a new country, and the OE, I think, at 50, is still a new country, uh, quite literally as well, but if you move here from somewhere else, it is a new country to you, the softer skills are kind of important, aren't they? So, you know, understanding culture and understanding the social norms. I mean, there is it's a give and take thing, isn't it? Oh, for sure. And now we'll tell you, I'll recount my own anecdote, I guess, from my own personal story. When I moved to the UAE many moons ago uh, as a woman and um, you know, I went to a business meeting and I just automatically got up and stretched my uh, my hand to shake uh, the other person's hand and well it was a man and uh, of a Muslim uh, origin and um, you know as, as his cultural sort of value set he doesn't shake hands with a foreign with not just foreign but with I guess strange women <laughs> with strangers so but certainly with women that's just inappropriate in, in that sort of cultural um, um, uh, circumstance so uh, so that's just, a, just an interesting example. I mean, it was an interesting realization for me at the time. Like, okay, so it was a woman. I should just be more sensible. It has nothing to do. It's no offense to me. It's just their own kind of uh, cultural, societal dynamic. So, um, so these days I just assume that if a man wants to shake my hand, and we're obviously talking about the more the Muslim or the more conservative then they will stretch their hand first and then I'll shake it back. Um, mm. But uh, instead of me going around and shaking hands and certainly hugging and such, I don't mean to make this sound like this is a very um, a very sort of unemotional un- uh, or, uh, or physically kind of restrictive uh, society. It is not at all. And even culturally, Emirati is a, sort of a, a very... Tactile, if you will, physical. I mean, they themselves, when they meet each other, they will nuzzle each other on the nose and um, you know they hug and such. So it's not at all like that. It's just more being mindful where you are, you know, who who you are to this people you meet for the first time, uh, in what circumstances, and 
and such. So it's uh, these kinds of basic uh, do's and don'ts and social uh, values and understandings are extremely important. And uh, as you said, soft skills are very, very important skills. Uh, and um, you know, especially here, because there's so many different nationalities, probably there's every possible nationalities in the world is found here. And there's so many different dynamics, and we all kind of live and coexist here peacefully. Um, so there is room for everyone, but uh, it's important to uh, to also be aware um, that certain things you just you just will not do. Yeah, that's the, this is the thing, isn't it? If you've made the decision, well, I'm going to move to a new country. I really fancy the UAE. I'm going to go and live in Dubai, where we're sat now, because I've seen a little bit on TV, and I think I could start a business there. Whatever, we'll come to business licenses in a minute as well, actually. Um, but there are lots and lots of different people. I have a friend who said to me a few years ago, this is quite a few years ago, ah, Tim, looking well. Yeah, looking great, but on some weight. And I'm like, well, that's really rude to me. You just called me fat. Um, but he wasn't being rude. To him, that meant that I was prospering, I was doing well, uh, and that was just it's just a different way of looking at it. I'm still slightly offended, and I've just brought it up 15 years later, but the point, <laughs> the point is... He wasn't being rude to me, so why would I take it? But that's, you know, that's very much the attitude you need to have when you move to somewhere that you are not originally from, I think. And it's an important point, the softer skills. Um, there's so much to discuss here, Ludmilla. We haven't talked about professional licenses, how you uh, apply for one, the types of licenses you can get. We haven't really talked about employment laws or employment contracts, how you start a business. We've got separate podcasts on all of these things, but very broadly, if that's even possible for you to do, could you address the issue of, you know, moving here to work? Definitely. So you can move here to work in one of two ways. Uh, you can either work for someone else and therefore you are employed and that's when employment contracts come into place. Or you come here to set up your own business and then you become the employer in a way. Uh, and this is where licenses, business licenses would come into place. So in the former scenario where you come here to work for someone else, so you want to make sure that wh whoever it is that's making you an offer is a legitimate company and that you understand what job you are being hired for and that you, most importantly, my high, high, high recommendation is that you don't start working for them until you have proper residence visa, as is often the yeah. case here when people get very excited, they kind of came into a new city, somebody offered them a job, they started working, coming to the office. Well, that, technically speaking, is against the law and you can get into trouble, including being deported from the UAE so you don't want to do that and with this new visa being introduced where you can come here in a prospect of a job and have that visa and um, that is another option uh, and so this will be introduced in September of 2022 but in the meantime if you do come here for to work uh, my, recommend, my strong re recommendation is that you don't start working until you have your residence visa and your work permit, which would be uh, so issued on uh, before your residence visa is issued. So you, first your work permit is issued, and in the back of your work permit you will have your residence visa issued. Uh, so that's if you're employed, and as part of this, uh, of course, you need to review your employment agreement. You need to know uh, where it is that you'll be working, and because depending on where you are in terms of even geographical area, you will have a different type of employment agreement. So we, the UAE has mainland and it has many free zones. And so Dubai, for example, has many free zones, 20 plus 30 free zones. And so if you are in a particular free zone, you'll have kind of a standard agreement that's valid in that uh, or that's um, 
exists in a particular free zone to an extent. If you're in the mainland, it's a different uh, sort of standard or typical agreement. And then, and then either um, instead or in addition to you may also have a private agreement that a company would issue. So agreements in itself, as you said, is a, is a very broad and complex topic. And we have, to, we have a podcast on this separately, but definitely review your agreement and the fine line before you sign and make sure as well that um, your offer letter, you have a, a specific offer letter and that offer letter ultimately makes it at least the, the important terms of the offer letter, make it into your employment agreement. Uh, so that's as far as employment is concerned. If you, and then also make sure that I really, technically speaking, if you come into work for company A, you should be sponsored by company A and not by company X mm. and uh, work for company A. Mm. Uh, so um, that's that's if you want to do things right. Uh, and then if you want, if you come to the UAE to set up your own business, uh, then you would have to apply for your own business license. Now, there are so many options that you can apply for. It depends on your industry, depends on your skills, depends on where you want to be, whether you want to have an office, whether you want to have employees, uh, and, um, and you know, with sort of the, the specific area. Um, if you want to do, uh, say, f- financial activities, you have there are only a few areas where you should properly be set up, um, and so on and so forth. So you want to first understand what it is, um, obviously, that you want to do, but more importantly, so for what options exist for you in the society, in society for that particular line of business. And then set up your, have your own license before you start providing services and making and, and, and charging people uh, because in legal terms, you should have your own license before you're able to engage in any kind of commercial activities. Ludmilla, so you, you've moved to the UAE, your life is here, there are other matters that you need to consider. Inheritance, for example, we've done specific podcasts on inheritance issues, inheritance matters, uh, but could you sort of broadly, uh, just for the purposes of this podcast, outline what you might want to think about? Yes, I mean, so there's two categories of people that um, to whom inheritance would mean different things. So if you're a Muslim, then you will be by default subject to the UAE personal status law, which is based on Sharia. In other words, you would be uh, subject to Sharia. So uh, it, you, if, even if you have your will in your home com- home country, that will will not be applied in the UAE. So you need to know that. So, But if you're a Muslim, um, similarly so, you cannot have or opt for anything else. You cannot have uh, a will on the side as far as the UAE is concerned, at least for the time being. So if you're non-Muslim, then you should really consider having a will. And this is because in the absence of a will, this is the default application, at least in practical terms, is against Sharia, uh, though by law, uh, the heirs can always ask for the law of the deceased to apply. Uh, so you can ask for it, and it does um, often happen, but it's a more complicated and lengthy process. Uh, so my recommendation is for all those who uh, have lived in the UAE for a a number of years, or, or even new, but have something significant, significant value or assets, even if it's just one bank account, even if it's you know, one property, uh, that um, they have uh, that they have a will uh, drafted in the UAE, uh, and also if you have minor children, you may also, depending on where you register your will. For example, if you register in the DIFC courts. Uh, then you can also include the provision in the will about guardianship and temporary guardianship in particular, which I think is important for all those families that are moving here with younger children because God forbid something were to happen. It's, uh, it it uh, provides for 
a transition period for the children to be taken care of by someone that you had previously uh, identified, mm. um, such as you know your parents or aunts and uncles and such. Uh, so I think so. Having a will is important, uh, and um, I highly recommend that, uh, especially if you're buying property here, that you uh, uh, you consider this and that you uh, consider this to be a worthy expense because it's not cheap. But I would say it's uh, it's highly uh, highly justified. Final question. It's a combination of a few questions, really, and I guess an attempt to ask you to to summarize. We just don't have the time to cover everything, but we've got so many podcasts on so many different aspects of living here and working here in the UAE. Legalization, first of all, which documents need to be legalized, attested, uh, whatever that might be uh, necessary, uh, where to do it, plus more broadly, your thoughts on understanding the laws of the land, ignorance of the law is no excuse, obviously, uh, the regulations, your rights, and I guess just summarize the theme of this discussion really as well. I guess the, the summary is knowledge is power, uh, and as you rightfully said, uh, ignorance of the law is no excuse. So um, so do your due diligence, um, understand uh, um, that you are moving to a different country, and as welcoming as the UAE might be, it's still a new country and it's, it has its own laws and, and procedures that uh, apply and you need to know what they are to be able to uh, to enjoy the benefits of, uh, of many wonderful things this country has to offer. Uh, so um, uh, one area we did not discuss as well is, is, for example, owning a car or driving. So that also is an interesting aspect of, uh, as you're settling in here, it depends on which country you come from. You can, for example, U.S. or uh, or Europe, if you have a driver's license from those countries, they will just be automatically converted into a UAE driver. Not automatically, you have to go and apply, but you don't have to take any tests. They will just mm. issue you a UAE driver's license. But remember, if you're a resident, you must have a UAE driver's license. So you cannot be a UAE resident uh, and then drive your own your American license, for example. You must convert that license. You're not giving up your American license. You're basically just using your American license, uh, by way of example, to apply for your uh, driver's license. And you don't need, uh, in that case, to uh, take the test. Uh, but then there are certain nationalities or certain countries where you uh, can may have to take partial tests, either a written test uh, or a driving test. And there are some that you're, even if you have a driver's license, uh, from a different country, you would need to start the process in the beginning. Um, so that is one important uh, issue that is, is important to consider if you're moving here. Uh, and then similarly, the education, this comes into uh, play uh, when we talked about, uh, you asked that which documents need to be legalized. And so if you want your children, if you're moving here with your children, um, and uh, their birth certificates will need to be legalized and uh, uh, and then uh, you, uh, as long uh, as, as well as the marriage certificate I've already mentioned before, uh, but then you also need to place them into schools here, and for them to attend schools, they also will need to have residence visa. So, mm -hmm. to uh, to uh, uh, visit schools or to uh, uh, to be enrolled in schools here, you do need to be a resident. Uh, and also, if you are, depending on your job, you will have to have your uh, degrees and your diplomas and your own educational certificates uh, legalized as well. Uh, so that is one important one. So I'd say in summary, document-wise, it'd be your identity documents such as your marriage certificate, your birth certificate, uh, and your educational certificates uh, uh, 
to allow you to work here legally. That's if, if they're at play. If you're your own investor, you're setting up your own business, you don't need to do that. <laughs> but if you're a doctor, you want to practice medicine, you definitely need to have your degrees uh, uh, certified. Uh, so, um, and um, that, that I think those are kind of some of the main elements that are important to keep in mind when you consider coming here. And just to kind of wrap it up at a high level is just the laws are, uh, they're, they're, so certain laws are very strict here. And uh, one I do want to mention is there is uh, zero tolerance for drugs. Uh, and even though recently laws have kind of been amended uh, and the punishment is a little lesser, less severe than it was in the past, it's still drugs are very much still illegal. So if you, yeah. uh, whether you come to live here or to even visit, do not, do not, do not, do not bring drugs here uh, because it's uh, absolutely illegal. And you, if, if you are caught, uh, there's a good chance you'll be deported. And if you're deported, it's basically for life. Uh, so, um, and that's you know, that's kind of to wrap it up. Uh, I guess the, some of the more main areas uh, to consider as you're moving is residence visa, um, real estate where you're going to buy or or rent, insurance uh, and schools for your kids, all your documents that you need to legalize, uh, driving uh, rights or, or or buying a car, and then setting up either your own company or become an employee of a company. And um, and just overall kind of knowing what to wear, where to wear, what to say, what not to say. Uh, so, for example, you won't go to court wearing a short skirt. Um, and um, just like you cannot take photographs of planes around the airports, for example. Mm. Uh, and if you go to mosques, you, you have to be properly dressed. Uh, and um, you just otherwise you have to be respectful to the leaders of this country. And not just it, this country's religion, but overall, just to the religion and the values and the um, and the um, um, social dynamic of this country. And by the way, the laws have recently been amended uh, to further uh, protect uh, not only respect for the UAE per se or respect for Islam per se, but just to all sorts of religions and all different c- countries. So overall, you need to be respectful, sensible, and uh, well-behaved. That's another episode of Logical, this time a guide to moving to the UAE. Some of the things that you need to consider to really think through before you, if you're going to, take the plunge and move to a new country. Some of which apply to almost any move, really, and some specifically to uh, here, as Ludmilla's outlined. There's probably a lot more to discuss. We've covered lots more of these issues in different podcasts, so have a check on the website uh, if there's anything specific you'd like to listen to. I just hope we've managed to at least scratch the surface. As ever, our legal expert here on Logical, Ludmilla Yamalova, managing partner here at Yamalova and Pleska, and thank you. Great chatting with you, Tim, as always. Find us on Our Way Law, social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. There's an ever-growing library of hundreds of podcasts on all kinds of legal matters here in the Emirates, all free to listen to on our website. Finally, if you'd like a specific legal question answered in a future Logical episode, or you'd want to talk to somebody uh, who's qualified here, a UE-experienced legal professional, just click on contact at lylawyers.com.